0: Welcome, one and all, to Tech on the Side, a podcast filled with tech tips, tools, tutorials, and everything in between. I am Jason P. Heisel, known across the internet as The Tech Spec. In this week's episode, I will share my latest discovery about Google Docs. I'll fill you in on the latest iOS update and why you should update as soon as possible. I'll talk about boredom, and for the first time ever, I have a guest on the show. Of course, that's not all. What would an episode of Tech on the Side be without my favorite part? Under-caffeinated humor. Stick around, you may discover something new. It's time for the Weekly Tech Tip. 2019, you've not brought me flying cars, but man am I excited that you have brought me the ability to insert a Google drawing into my Google Doc. Google is notorious for not naturally linking up their G Suite products in ways that so many of us have pleaded for, next in line, and a long time coming in my opinion, is the ability to simply insert a Google Drawing right into a Google Doc. To do this, load your Google Doc, navigate to the Insert menu, and choose Drawing. You can either add a new drawing, which will open a new window in your web browser, which will allow you to create a new drawing, or you can choose to Insert from Drive which will allow you to add a Google Drawing that you've already created. Okay, why am I so excited for this feature? Well, I cannot count the number of times I've had to export a Google Drawing to my desktop, only to have to re-upload it back to my Google Drive in order to get it in my document. It never made any sense to me. For now, this feature only appears to be in Google Docs. However, I am hopeful that this feature will start popping up inside of Google Slides and eventually the other G Suite offerings. Check out the full extent of this new feature this Tuesday on my blog as I elaborate, share screenshots and go into details on the difference between all the new options that come with this update. Topping the stack this week, Apple has released yet another update. This one is chock full of important patches. The main one being the repair for the bug that allowed FaceTime users to listen in on conversations even if you declined their call. The update also repaired some bugs with group FaceTime, iO 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 kits, <laughs> and some other minor issues. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourself for this next doozy. I read an entire article about boredom, and loved every minute of it. The most important takeaway boredom is invaluable to the creative process and it's time we help our children understand its value. I've been telling my son for years now how boredom is a luxury. It means he has nothing that he has to do and that he's done everything that he has wanted to do. What a lucky kid he is! I even find myself getting excited in those rare and few moments when I personally feel boredom. Of course this wasn't always the case but now I too see it as a luxury. Of course, you can imagine how my middle school-aged son responds to being told how lucky he is to be bored. However, what he is really experiencing is stimulant fatigue. He's done everything he knows he likes to do in excess and wants something new to do. The article from the New York Times suggests that we should, in fact, encourage our kids to embrace this time and let their mind wander. We do not need to label our parenting or teaching success by constantly entertaining our children. Boredom is a part of life. Learning what we can do with our boredom is extremely valuable. So the next time you feel bored, your child tells you they are bored, congratulate them and let them figure out what to do with that boredom. For learning how to embrace one's boredom is a lesson that will only improve their own quality of life. My beloved podcasting platform, Anchor has been purchased by Spotify. Anchor users everywhere are feeling a few ways about it. Excited and terrified. In a Medium post, Anchor FM shared that the merger should bring the awesome power and broadcast range that Spotify has to our podcasts. The CEO of Spotify shared that they wanted to give Anchor superpowers. Of course, with great power comes great responsibility, and all of us Anchor podcasters are hoping that Spotify will be responsible with all of our creations and remain true to the vision and mission statements of Anchor. What we are all hoping for is that Spotify will do everything to help podcasters create more content with great ease, increase the listener base, help connect more sponsors, develop a way to host multiple podcasts from one account, all while needing minimal equipment and not charging us to host. I shall be keeping a close eye on the merger and keep you posted on all of my new discoveries and the benefits and possible downsides as Anchor merges with Spotify. If you want to find all these articles with ease, check out my Sunday post this coming Sunday where I will outline each article mentioned, link to it, and embed my podcast so you can listen along as you read the articles. And it's time for the tech tool of the week. This week, I wanted to share a new tool that I learned about on the Bits and Bytes of Education podcast, hosted by my pal J.B. Prezzavento. In the latest episode I was listening to, he shared a site called fontjoy.com. This tool is designed to be used to help you find a set of fonts that work well together, stand out from one another, or completely blend with each other. I had never heard of this tool, but I have found myself many times trying to determine by sight which fonts would work well together on a page, infographic, Twitter header, or some other Photoshop work. It's as simple as navigating your web browser to fontjoy.com, and then just start adjusting the slider at the top to choose the contrasting or similar level you want between three different font options. Click generate and it will dive deep into the internet to find a font style you are looking for. You can press the generate button multiple times to get differing options. Once you spot a font that you like, press the lock button to keep one or multiple of the fonts, while you keep pressing generate to find another font to pair up or contrast perfectly with. An absolutely great tool that will even direct you to where you can download the font for free once you've found ones you like. Speaking of great free tru- tools, you should check out JP's podcast today. Just search for The Bits and Bytes of Education, a biweekly edtech-rich podcast that will provide you with great suggestions for classroom integration of tools, phenomenal interviews with a wide range of technology specialists, enthusiasts, coaches, and more. Just search for The Bits and Bytes of Education in your favorite podcatching app today. Up for another segment of On the Side. This week, I would like to welcome to the recording studio, i.e. our basement, my son. Welcome! Hi! So today, he's going to talk about something (coughs) that brings him joy. Skiing. So, when was the first time you went skiing?
1: Um, a fifth grade field trip.
0: Alright, and tell me about your latest ski trip.
1: My latest? That was yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I went down black diamonds, which are like harder than most.
0: Okay, and how does the ranking go on skiing?
1: It goes green, then blue, then black diamond, and then double black diamond. But depending on where you are, so like if you are in Missouri at Hidden Valley, then a black diamond would be like a blue. In, for say, Vail, Colorado.
0: Okay. And have you ever skied, uh, skied in Vail? Yes. Okay. And what did you, do you notice a difference between Missouri skiing and Vail skiing?
1: Um, Vail skiing is a lot nicer. Yeah. Because it's real snow. Okay. <coughs> and, yeah. Okay. My latest field, field trip, ski trip, I did a lot of jumps. And I had one major crash.
0: One major crash. That's not yeah. too bad.
1: It tell wasn't me about that the, bad. Tell,
0: tell us about the jumps. How does a jump work when you're skiing? Is it like the giant ski jump that you see when on the Olympics, where like you go down a huge, like giant slide-looking thing and then fly off into the air?
1: Mm, not that extreme. Okay. More like it depends on. Like there's. Uh, I don't know how to describe
0: it. Well, was it like a big jump, a little jump, a medium jump?
1: Oh, well, there were some that had like rails in the middle, okay. so you would have snow piled up, and then like
0: people can't see. I know, I know, so you had um, snow piled up,
1: and it would slowly incline, and then you would have a rail, but you could you don't have to go on the rail, you could go off to the side, straight up it, uh-huh. and you go pretty high, okay, and you have to if you're skiing. You have to make sure that your skis don't get all crisscross in the air, otherwise you'll land and fall. Or you could go up to the side a little, and then you go in the air just a little less.
0: So when you're doing these jumps, and you talk about there being an incline up, is there a slope that goes down at the end so that you come off of it, or are you in the air at all?
1: You're in the air, and then you kinda just fall back down, and then you keep going, and then you do another, keep going. And then the route that I did, There were a couple jumps and there was this one thing, it was a chomp ball from Mario. Okay. And like snowboarders and skiers would like go over it and like tip it. Okay. But I would go off to the side. You'd get um maybe about three feet off the ground. Okay. At the max, for me at least. But then if you kept going there was a big hill and then when you went down it you would turn to slow down and then there were two jumps. And when you went up those, there was a smaller one, and then there was a bigger one. The smaller one, I didn't. I went over kind of slow because I was nervous because of the drop after. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but I saw some snowboarders and skiers go and do like, like I saw a snowboarder do a flip. A flip. Yeah.
0: Like describe what you mean when you say flip, like they flipped in the middle of the air, they spun their board around.
1: Oh, they they went down the hill just straight, so they didn't lose any speed, they went on the big ramp, mm-hmm. and then they did a full front flip and landed. Wow,
0: that's impressive. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about, are interested in learning to ski? Like that? can you go back to your fifth grade, you're now in sixth grade, your fifth grade ski trip and remember anything that was beneficial then
1: Oh, beneficial then, there wasn't much, but there was some that was beneficial. It was uh-huh. mostly, like, learning how to get back up. Yeah,
0: because you fall down a lot when you're skiing? Well, when you first, when you start, first out. start
1: out, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's kind of difficult, but it's easier with poles. Uh-huh. I didn't have poles when I started.
0: It's easier to get up when you have poles?
1: Mm-hmm, because you can dig them in uh-huh. and then push up, and you just have to get your skis under you more. Um... So what, they also kind of taught me how to stop, which was helpful.
0: Yeah, I think stopping would be a pretty important piece of uh, skiing. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you would just run into a wall or ski off into the parking lot, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for being on my show in this new segment, On the Side. You are my first ever interview- E. E on my program, and- um, you have actually appeared on the show once before when I did an undercaptain humor. It was uh, maybe I think season one. You actually answered one. I'll have to see if I can't find the audio clip and add it in.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is unfortunately uh, my audience usually when I'm recording this uh, <coughs> the series because he is down here in our recording studio slash gaming room slash music room slash you know basement ca- catch all. It's just the basement. So again, thank you for being on my show today.
1: Yeah. Any shout
0: outs you want to give to anybody? Um, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it's time for my favorite part of the podcast under caffeinated humor. Why do bees hum? Because they don't know the words. Thank you all for tuning in this week. Continue to get updated content daily and stay on top of the tech and learning world all around you by subscribing to my Flipboard magazine or my blog, the techspecblog.blogspot.com. Check out Tech on the Side on Twitter where I post all of the links freshly flipped into my magazine throughout the week. And for those of you who prefer Facebook, just search for Tech on the Side and give the page a like to get daily Tech on the Side content. If you're listening here on Anchor, please consider favoriting my station or subscribe to my podcast in your favorite podcatching app. Just search for Tech on the Side. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to share my podcast with someone else who may enjoy it. If you'd be interested in being part of my new segment where you can share a hobby, a passion, or anything that is currently bringing you joy, send me a tweet at the TechSpec or call in here on Anchor. If you want to see more from me, hop on any of the social media apps and just search for The Tech Spec. That's T-H-E-T-E-C-H-S-P-E-C. As always, stay tuned and stay connected.